Last time on Distinguished Adventurers, ceramics. Yeah, that's right. We're having an adventure about ceramics. Okay, it's not really about ceramics. What it's about is putting a spell jammer together so that the four lovely folks in this party that has been formed will be able to get off of the Radiant Citadel and go on their own merry way to do their own merry things. But first, they've got to collect a whole bunch of very specific items. And the first one they've decided to go after is some ceramic that is needed to make a very specific navigational orb. It's high quality ceramics that are gonna be imbued with magic. And the best place they know to get that from is uh, one of the places that is connected to the Radiant Citadel, the world of Great Xing. And specifically, they're going to Yongjing, which is the capital city, where there's a whole kiln district available to peruse and hopefully be able to find uh, 5,000 gold pieces worth of ceramics. How they're going to pay for that, we're about to find out. But first, let's find out what everybody's drinking. We're in a weird spot this morning, afternoon, in where I've actually already been playing D&D before we started here for a couple of hours. So I am already halfway through. I have this mango tea that has gone very cold, but it is actually more delicious now that it is cold because it is very, very hot outside. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play El Torito, the Goblin Barbarian, and I have a Tapo Chico strawberry guava a hard seltzer tapo chico has quickly risen to the top of my list i also have it in this here i like craft skinny koozie and live taste test folks oh it's a little flatter than i thought it would be um Mm. it's not bad uh i just kind of figured it would be more fruity but yeah not not bad five of ten okay and I believe you have the dedication for this episode. Yes, we. this episode of Distinguished Adventurers is dedicated to our lovely and dear friends, Sailor Tweak and Sir Narvi. Thank you both for your continued patronage. We actually love you. It's uh, not hyperbole, not anything else. We love you, we miss you, and uh, cheers. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jules, what are you drinking? Well, actually, it's more like what snack do I have? Because we're playing at like 2.30 my time. <laughs> Okay, what's next? And we have brunch today. I have Teddy Grahams. Nice. Nice. I haven't had that forever. Right? And so it's another one of those things that were like, like, I don't think it's solely American, but like my husband didn't grow up having them. And I'm really interested from like all our Canadians out there. There's been a lot of things that Stephen has said. Well, we don't do that in Canada. And it turns out it's just like we don't do that in the Dunkelman household. So I always need that like wider, like just like reality check. Like, hey, Canada, Teddy Grahams. I mean, they're obviously available in our grocery stores. So I have classic Teddy Grahams because right now um, chocolate's being mean to me. Shout out to anybody else with a nickel allergy who can still eat chocolate, but occasionally has to give it up for a little while. Mm-hmm. And so I have milk with it. Again, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty two for two on the classic snacks train. Yeah, I like this this trend you've got going. I have to ask, like you have Teddy Grahams, you have milk, have you ever tried eating them in milk like cereal? Oh, well now I have to, I, <laughs> shit. No, I have not. I mean, I've done what everybody does and you like dunk them and you're like, oh God, here we'll do like reenactment and you've got like the little Teddy Graham and you're like, oh no, I'm drowning. <laughs> Lauren, do you cold brew your tea? Uh, no, because I am, very lazy. <laughs> oh, I, I see. See, I cold brew my tea because I'm lazy. And it's like legit just 
we have like a like a big plastic pitcher and I felt like the mango tea we have a peach tea that I save only for the summer and you just put a bunch of it in a pitcher and you pour water in it you stick it in your fridge overnight and the best part is and if anybody is like I don't like bitterness and tea like just cold brew it it won't be bitter none of the tannins get released it's so good so good and this is from Friday Afternoon, friend of the show, Friday Afternoon Tea. Real quick, before we move on, Jules, who are you playing? Oh, yeah, I play Una, and she is, I think mean, we've, we've been a friend. She's a a changeling and for, for our um, audience members, I, I have an offering for you, which is if you are, if you do archaeology, you're like hoping that we'll say it correctly, and if you don't, I'm going to grind on your brain because even as somebody who majored in anthropology, I still hate this word, potsherd. Yeah, that's right, friends. They're not potsherds. It's spelled P-O-T-S-H-E-R-D. Yeah, and it, and it hurts, The more right? you know. It physically <laughs> hurts to hear the word potsherd. I want to know why when you have me playing an archaeologist character, would you introduce this to me knowing that I'm an asshole and will destroy you? <laughs> this was like sort of a gift for you also because like um, for weeks now, I have been thinking about um, relative dating methods using magical spells and I'm coming <laughs> up with a thesis that I might send to you. Great. <laughs> uh, this is what I'm now using uh, my degree for. I. <laughs> Well, I think this is a wonderful transition over to John. What you drinking? Who you playing? Hey, I'm John. Uh, I play Zephalin, uh, your Arcana cleric. Today I'm drinking Hawaiian Sun Lilikoi Lychee juice drink, passion fruit juice from Concentrate, blended with natural lychee flavor. Sounds yummy. I'm a fan of lychee. It's good. It's nice and uh, light. Yeah, it's uh, it's got. I was gonna say it's like very light and florally. The notes on this one, and there is four percent fruit juice. <laughs> You know what? That's better than a lot of fruit drinks out there that I know that come premium. And then I also have a giant thing of water because, you know, hydrate or What's dehydrate. the sugar? What's the sugar content in that? Total or added? Added. 36 grams. What's oh. the total? 37 <gasps> grams. Oh. <laughs> so I stole this from work because I was like, oh, I need a fun drink. And I did not look at any of that. And now I regret this decision. Yeah, that is basically a soda. <sighs> it's basically Modern- a soda. So here's yeah. the thing about fun drinks, and this is this is something I'm actually a big believer in, like moderation, because like there's no guilt in that. It's yeah, not like no. you're pounding it's... these back by the hour. Right. I have one <laughs> eleven and a half ounce can of pure sugar water, uh, and then I have a giant uh, hydro flask uh, of regular high quality H two O, as Adam Sandler would say. There so, you go. You know, I think that like the sugar content like ten percent once you add them both together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get the one, and then just lots and lots of water or water. Water. Jack, what you drinking? Who you playing? Good people of the Radiant Citadel. Thelvi Upin's choice this afternoon is Godzail. Good old H two O. But that's not what I'm talking to you about today. I'm talking to you about the snack that I picked up. Uh, Snyder's of Hanover's uh, pretzel honey mustard pieces, basically. Oh, man. So there's a story here. I'll go really briefly with this. Yesterday, I was picking up my kids. The older one is traffic, who you may know as Travancore Jr., was really demanding for a snack, and I wasn't planning to stop anywhere, so I have to stop at 7-Eleven. And, of course, it's just me, so I have to take the the, the little one in, too. And uh, I got these uh, 
Travancore Jr. got uh, cheese puffs for hers, mm. and then Kenny Beggins the third. I guess that's the working name. I was gonna say, or is this Thavi Oppen Jr. Since this is number or two Thavi character. Thavi Jr. I guess oh. Thavi Oppen Jr. got uh, hers popcorn. So I'm very proud to say that my entire family picked locally, like made products. Well, at least local to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Also, I went to Stuckey's when I was on vacation. I don't know which of you I talked about Stuckey's. I feel like it's Jules, but I'm not sure. But uh, we passed by Stuckey's in Virginia on the way back. It's a delightful little store. Wish I had more time to spend there. I have zero transition from that into the game, but I love it so much. And now I kind of want more pretzels because I actually, here, here's my weird transition, tiny, tiny story. Luke and I went to go see the Barbie movie last night. We went to Great. the, the theater it. near us, which is the iPick which I think I've talked about before, but the reason we love going to it, it's fancy schmancy, but more importantly, the theaters are, they're like 40 people in a theater and they have all of the seats in pairs, like really spread out. So you can go and not feel like you're in, you know, a giant crowd of people. So it's the best place to go. And that was, the, and it is a, an establishment where you get food. And so we always order food because that's obviously how this place is making their money. And they had soft pretzels with mustard and it made me happy. And you know what? I've now decided this is the transition. Yang Jing, as you you go walking into this gorgeous city that you've arrived at, the first thing that you smell is fresh pretzels. I mean, everybody knows Young Jing's known for pretzels. Everybody. Everybody knows. And because this is the evening, you've arrived just as the sun is starting to set, the stall that you see on your right that is selling these pretzels, they've heavily discounted them because it's literally like last call before they're going to close down the, the shop. So the smell is very, very sweet. And the view is exquisite. You've come in through what's called the Gate of Ascendance. And down the way in front of you is this wide, gorgeously paved street. All the buildings that are directly in front of you are kind of placed right in the middle of this huge street going through the middle of the city. Some of you, and we talked about this last time, about who has either been here or knows about here. So some of you would know that the big buildings in front of you include the Hall of Divine Wisdom, the Hall of Records, the Hall of Merit, a lot of the places that you would go to find out information. On the right is a whole bunch of bureaucratic residences. There's a couple of training grounds. And on the left is a lot more residences and the Merchant District and the Kiln District, which you at least generally know is where you got to go to find out how to get your ceramics. As the sun is setting, the whole plaza is like bathed in this gorgeous golden light. The buildings themselves are, are very bright, not only brightly painted, but a lot of them seem to be made out of a marble-like substance, brighter woods, brighter stones. Everything is very precise. It's a city that gives you the sense that this is a lot of ancient architecture that has been updated with modern means over and over and over again. So it's people who have had a chance to make the traditional style home, but with modern architecture aesthetics. And there's not a lot of people who've exited the jewel with you. It's it's just kind of a handful of people that come walking into the gates. And yeah, you find yourself in the main plaza. What would you like to do? Fabio is going to buy a pretzel. Okay. Uh, you head on over to the pretzel vendor. They're a, uh, they're a food cart 
on the side, you can see that the gentleman who's working the cart is frantically just trying to like package up the pretzels that are left in order to have them quickly at the the ready and looks up at you and says, ah, yes, you want one, two for one. I'll do three for two. You know, they've maybe been made about an hour, but still very, very fresh. Perhaps I'll do four. I would very much like to get in on the pretzels. Uh, How much were they again? If you would like one, it's going to be a copper. If you would like, I can do a two for one. I can do a three for two. I can do a five. Uh, We got four people in your party. You know what? Here's what I'll do. All four of you for four for uh, two, for four copper total. So as we've established, uh, El Torito is not exactly the brainiest of the bunch. He uh, and he's, you know, he's kind of you can see the top of his head from the stand because he's he's also short. And you see a little goblin hand raise up with a single gold piece. He says, uh, how much can I get for this? Una's going to snatch the gold piece out of El Torito's uh, hand whoop. in a oh. way that is... Uh, we're going to contest this then. Oh, oh. okay. Oh That's right. fine. That's fine because... Right. What is it? Uh, deck save for me or how, how are we going to do this? Here's how we're going to do it. If both of you are okay with this little contested thing, what I want from Una is a... Give me a either sleight of hand or acrobatics from El Torito, either give me a athletics or a dexterity saving throw. And while they're rolling, I have a question. Is it traditional pretzel shape or the number eight Philadelphia shape? (laughs) I'm going to say in this case, it is what you would consider a traditional pretzel shape. And they're big. They're they're like those lovely, crunchy, but soft on the inside street vendor pretzels with just a little bit of salt on top. What what did we get? Una, what'd you get? I got a 14. That's disappointing because I'm plus eight. I got 11. Oh, oh. not that disappointing I after all. I have a plus seven. <laughs> we both rolled really poorly. We both rolled pretty badly. All right. The coin disappears from El Torito's hands and his other hand shoots up with another one. Here's what I'm going to say before we go on with that. Yes, Una, you managed to grab it. There's a little bit of a fumble. I think both of you are both distracted by how lovely these pretzels smell. And so you go to grab it. And Una, you're usually really dexterous. You're usually really good at at doing this kind of sleight of hand. El Torito, you're usually able to hold on to stuff real, real strong. But the both of you are so distracted that there's actually a little bit of that fumbling of like, oh, 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 oh. But Una, you do manage to grab it, and then El Torito holds up the second one. <laughs> and she's going to reach this now. She goes, will you put that away? Oh, but I really want all their pretzels. You do not. My fine friend does not want to buy your pretzel cart, good sir. How many pretzels would you like? Um, I, I, all of them. How many I'll do share. you have left? The gentleman at the cart has watched this and you've watched as their eyes have grown wide with a little bit of excitement and then concern and then wide and then concern. And then you see he steps back just a, a little bit to look under the cart that he's been pulling the the wrappings that he's been putting these in. A dozen and a half. She's going to look at El Teresia. I thought you were mainly trying to eat protein. Oh, no, I have to carbo load. It's it, it's it's a good mix. I I, mm-hmm. I need a lot of calories. I I do run very hot. Okay, okay, and you're gonna eat a dozen. So you're 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 going to eat fifteen pretzels. They're gonna help. And he points up to uh to 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 Z today, Zeph. Uh, it's still Zephalin or Aelin because it's still the same day. Okay, and I'm still female presenting. Zephalin and uh, they'll be up in. And he's like, oh, they'll help. I would also like a pretzel, so... Oh, you, you, can, you can have some, too. 
And she's going to look at Thaviopin and Aelin and say, how many pretzels do you want to eat? I think two should be more than enough. Yes, I think two. And then we could also save some for Mr. Wildflow. So you are going to eat 12 pretzels and you are going to leave six pretzels. You, sir, you are packing up. You are at the, you would you would plan to make no more money today. Huh? Wouldn't really. I feel like at this point you should be paying us to be taking these off your hands. But I will give you I will give you three copper for the whole lot. Make a persuasion check because for eighteen that that's that's a little low. But you've made some good points. He also just saw a gold come at him. God, all my rolls are such shit. What'd you get? That I got. Look, I have a plus nine to persuasion. I got I was about an to say. eleven. Oh no! I rolled a two. Think about it this way: you're saving all your good rolls for the really, really important stuff. Although pretzels are important, he gives you a little bit of a shrewd look and says, "You make a good point about the packing up, but I do still have to meet some minimums. A two. Uh, that's a, that's a little low. If you want to get all eighteen, and you watch as he does a little bit of math." Normally, these would be, it'd be 36 copper, so it would be like, you know, f- four silver pieces. I thought you said he was going to give us two two for... Right, she's working he out was getting... Yeah, so he was, what he had originally offered was uh, four copper pieces um, for, if I remember correctly, because he's two for the price of one. Basically, what he's going to say is... Well, no, for, he said four for, for two. Like one copper per is basically what it yeah. came out to. Essentially one copper per. So normally this would be, even without the discount, and he'll say this out loud. Normally without the discount, it, this would be like two silver. I'll give you all 18 and I'll even package it up real nice, like in a, in a big package to make it easy for you to carry. Silver and five copper. I mean, packaging it up is work you're already doing anyway. How about just one silver? Call it even and then you don't have to make me change. How about one silver and three copper? I still, I still gotta pay for this cart, you know. Oh, in fact, you don't own your own cart's a little worrisome. Makes me wonder how good these are if business ain't good enough to buy a cart. No, I own this cart, but I still have to run it, and it involves heating the pretzels and cooking everything. Mm-hmm, I, that's what mm-hmm, I mean. So, mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. one silver so and three you copper? Don't, you don't, yeah, they're not good enough that you make overhead on your cart. That's really concerning. You know, I bet this place is real famous for pretzels. I bet we could find another cart, honestly. Let me roll some real quick. Can I roll a deception? <laughs> can I roll? Can I roll a deception check? Uh, no, because he be- You can see that he he believes that you believe what you're saying. Uh, but he's gonna eye you for a second, and then he's gonna eye the crowd. And he's gonna say, "Yeah, see if you can find someone before they close down." Pretzels, and he's gonna step back and start to. All right. Address and the rest of the crowd. <laughs> is there another? Is there another pretzel cart? Make a perception check. Uh, I go and I drop a gold in that guy's tip jar. Oh, jeez. Okay, you do that. I rolled a 16 on my perception check. Are there any other pretzel carts? You don't see any dedicated pretzel carts, but down this whole main street, there are several different food stalls and carts, and you do see that there are other merchants who are selling the end-of-the-day goods that do have some pretzels available. You don't know how many they have, but there are other merchants with those available. We can just have Una walk off, and she will have not seen the gold go in because she's okay. looking around. So Una says what uh, she does for the merchant and walks away. I'm going to check in real quick on Thavi up, and as you've been watching all this, is there anything that you wanted to do in this moment? Uh, so... And there's no way for anyone to know this, and I didn't say it. 
but I was also hoping to press the uh, the merchant for information about uh, Tai Zong's daughter. But it's okay. Like I said, there's no way for you to know that because I didn't say it, right? So I don't bear any. It's a it's a it's a marketplace. There's a ton of merchants, so it's really not a big deal. But with that in mind, I don't want to like give this guy a coin to get my pretzel and get my information if it's going to rub anybody the wrong way. Like there's other ways to to get this stuff done. Una, you head for the one of the other stalls. Fabiopin kind of watches as this happens. Zeph, you give the the merchant the tip. They see this, and they were kind of in the process of they were half making everything into a bundle, and then when it seemed like oh this sale isn't going to happen, they were going for other customers. They see you do that, and they go great, awesome, it's way more than you need, and pulls out the package of eighteen. Also gives you a silver piece as change and hands over what's kind of like the box that they would normally have put the preparation material in. They've put all 18 in there to hand to you. And then I'll ask them, and Lauren, if you could just refresh my memory on the vision that we got, just because like I said, my notebook is in a box that is still being unpacked. So I don't have that directly in front of me. Uh, so Thaviapin had a encounter with the... The Dawn Incarnate. Dawn Incarnate, With the yeah. Dawn Incarnate who all they said was tell the daughter of Tai Ton Ji to plant in her garden. And I know, Thaviapin, that that was something you told everybody. So you'd, you'd at least remember that. So I would uh, go up to the merchant. I was like, thank you. Uh, and honestly, uh, the, the extra tip is I was hoping you could help me. Uh, I was, we're new in town and we are looking for Tai Tong Ji. If you could point us in the right direction, that'd be lovely. Uh, let me roll something to see. Oh. Do you watch as his eyes widen a little bit? You just asked to talk to President Biden, I think. <laughs> you, Not quite. you went to a t-shirt version in DC and you're like, I want to talk to him. I don't want to talk to Joe. Can I can Well, we they that? could t- they could point me to the direction of the White House. <laughs> right. So you watch as his eyes widen a little bit as he recognizes obviously recognizes this name. And then looks a little sad and says, I don't know exactly where the daughter lives. I was just asking for not the daughter, but the actual the person. And then Tai Zhang would tell us where the daughter is. So you probably haven't heard about what happened several months ago then. Uh, I'm afraid I'm a little... Uh, tra- news travels very slowly to where we're from. If you could fill me in, that would be lovely. Well, I don't know all of the details, but I know the explosion that happened. Tai Tonji was one of the few that were unfortunately killed. That's... I was hoping to buy one of her teacups before all of that happened. That's why I made the journey to the Radiant Zilda. I've, I've also... Her art, her craftsmanship is known throughout the multiverse. Well, it's good to know that people appreciate her stuff outside of Yangjing. Yeah, I'm sorry that I, I don't have a specific place for you to go, but I believe her daughter still works in the Kiln District, so you could probably ask around there. They keep, and you watch as he kind of looks at where the sun is and gauges the time and says, they, they keep much later hours than we do. Thank you very much. I have one more question of vital importance. Do you have any sauces to go with these pretzels? Stone ground mustard, um, chutney, whatever you put on pretzels typically here. He immediately starts pulling out little cups that have mustard and a cheese sauce that smells a, a little bit like it's got some jalapenos in it. 
The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on September 10th at 8 p.m. Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. L-I-N-S-T-R-E-E-H-A-R-O. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. El Torito, have you stayed there? Are you uh, following Una or what are you doing? I think he's going to follow Una. And so Una's like in in frame, you know, looking around the uh, the rest of the district, you know, just kind of check, spotting stuff out. And like, so Una's in one third of the frame and in the opposite third of the frame, a, a goblin hand raises up with a pretzel in it. And it's like, kind of like, it, it. Una's going to grab the pretzel and take a bite, and she's going to say, you paid way too much for that, and that is embarrassing. I will have to defer to you on such matters in, uh, in the future. Normally, uh, with, when it comes to money, my manager takes care of it. I, I see very few of it. Every so often, uh, a bag of silver uh, appears in my locker, and I'm like, yay! Darling, uh, as we look for... And she's going to look around, maybe do like more of a like another check to kind of like look at somebody, look for somebody who's not packing up. Okay. And I'll roll again. Actually, you don't have to. I'll say that that previous roll, because you took a, a good look around, it looks like the food stalls are the ones that are closing down with the sun going down. As you look a little further down the the main thoroughfare, uh, and you get kind of a little bit closer to kind of the middle of this thoroughfare, you see some of the stalls, the food trucks and stalls kind of peter out. You get the sense that they've all set up right here where... People would be coming in to immediately be like, hey, get a pretzel, get a thing. A little further down, you see there's a few more actual buildings with wear signs and things. And it looks like most of it is the pottery of some sort. And those are still very much open. She's going to, well, I feel like, so that she doesn't leave the group. Is there any food stall that is not just completely in pack-up mode? You look over and you see one that they haven't started packing up yet. And it looks like what they have is... Chicken. Chicken on a stick. Chicken on a stick. Chicken on a stick. <laughs> they have chicken on a stick. <laughs> and you see chicken on a stick of Like a chicken satay, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Mm. You see chicken on a stick and you, you get the sense, because everybody else is packing up and this one stall isn't, you kind of look over and you see... The reason they aren't packing up just yet is because they seem to still have a lot of chickens on a stick. So, you know, unlike pretzels, which could probably keep chicken on a stick, nah, not so much. Uh, she's going to look at El Torino and she's saying, you know, how tough is your stomach? Oh, very, very. Uh, he lifts up his shirt and he like taps his stomach and it's almost like tapping wood. Well, knock, knock, knock. Boom, boom. And she's going to she's gonna shove one hand. She goes, okay, then let's get you some protein because you're going to have, you eat all those pretzels tomorrow morning. You're going to have 
it's going to make you real, real hungry, and then all you're going to want is carbs, and then you need to get protein. Let's get you some chicken on a stick, uh, my treat, and we can talk about what do you mean your manager has most of your money? <laughs> white, go- white innocent goblet eyes at that, as, as he starts to explain his really crappy wrestling contract uh, in community wrestling. It's not like we're talking silvers and coppers here, but it's still it's it's egregious how bad it is. Oh, man. El Torito <laughs> stole his developmental deal. <laughs> yep, exactly. He never like as as popular as he's gotten. He's just why would I why would I renegotiate? I'm doing well. I can afford my apartment. It's fine. You're on the main roster now. <laughs> oh, my. You know, when we get back. Remind me to go to wherever they keep the lawyers. Where do they keep the lawyers, Lauren? It it coffins and they they rise in the moonlight on on, <laughs> on the nights of evil to do their soliciting. <laughs> There's the lawyer joke. Good lord. Say nothing about the people who, you know, stand at airports to protect incoming immigrants and refugees. Oh, okay. The, <laughs> those lawyers are fine. And the people who do, you know, specifically go into anti-fraud law and... Well, know, those are all the Eric Cochra lawyers, the bird lawyers. Legal Eagle and Reb Maisel. If you haven't listened to her stuff, she's on TikTok and she is amazing. She's also, ah. she also, she hates cops. You know, there's reasons to. There's only a couple of what you would consider lawyers on the Radiant Citadel. And they're, they're more, it's not like there's a lot of people suing each other. And there's there's not a lot of that kind of need for law. A lot of the lawyers, what they are, are they're experts on law in, like, say, all of the different places that you can go to from the Radiant Citadel because there's like 16 different civilizations. And so lawyers there specifically are more consultation on making sure that when you go somewhere that you understand that either you understand the laws of where you're going to or are there to help negotiate contracts. But you do know of of one or two that you can go to. Editor's note, see campaign one. And she's going to say, she's say, look, we'll go to a, a hall of law and I will get myself a new face and we will fix this contract business. But until then, what kind of sauce do you want on your chicken? And she looks up and she says, hello, how are you? It looks like you have quite a bit of chicken. The person behind the stall, this person is a, a woman in what looks like an incredibly bright red dress that kind of stands out now that the sun is low enough on the horizon that it's starting to get a little dark. And she kind of glances at the cart and says, I've got quite a bit left. Sauces, are you looking for spicy or are you looking for sweet? Um, I think my friend is kind of constantly looking for spicy, if that is correct. You see him nodding excitedly. Big goblin teeth. Just... She's going to start to offer you a Goville chart worth of spicy <laughs> levels. And, she, While and that's hap- she's going to say, you point where you want it to hurt. <laughs> There's a, a beat points and he points, backside. <laughs> he points to the, the top, but then he's like, he, he considers it for a second, and he goes about a third, recognizing a story that he once heard of a, of a newcomer entering a place he hadn't been before and ordering the spiciest uh, Bloody Mary that he possibly could. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of the story, am I? 
Never. <laughs> oh, wow. Never. I did have a Bloody Mary in Virginia Beach, actually, last weekend. It wasn't we, – we were smart about the spice level of it, but it was very good. If you ever find yourself in Virginia Beach, there's this really good Filipino breakfast spot. I'm trying to remember what the name of it is, but I don't want to advertise it necessarily. You can find it if you Google it. In context and briefly, we all went to Casino El Camino in Austin one time, and Jack ordered the – what was it? It was level 10. I got a 7 on, out of 10. 7 yeah. out of 10 on the Bloody yeah. Mary. But I'm there. Indian, you see. I thought maybe that would protect me. It did not. It didn't, there's, it didn't there's protect flavor you. spice and there's hearty spice. It didn't protect the Hispanic guy and it didn't protect the uh, the uh, half Hawaiian. So Yeah, TPK. Listen, as the buffalo lady here, that only gets me so far when it comes to spicy levels, especially when it's not hot sauce, like just hot sauce. As you are picking on the Scoville scale, we're going to jump back over to Thaviapin and uh, Zephalin. Is there anything else you want to do there? Or at, at this point, would you like to be meeting back up with your two other... Yeah, I would say, uh, how far back was the explosion? Oh, a couple of months. Long enough that they've been able to uh, to rebuild most of it. I know the wall is still being rebuilt, but most of the, the actual buildings that were destroyed... I think those are back. But yeah, this is like three, four, three or four. Okay. Well, that's uh, good to know how slow news travels to across the multiverse. We'll say there's a three to four month delay. That, I guess, makes sense. Yes. I, well, I, I thank you for the, uh, the, the information and the, uh, the sustenance. Do you have a spicy mustard? Uh, and yes, of the... the of the panoply of sauces, mustard on the spicy scale and cheeses on the sweet scale. It's more of like the horseradishy kind of like stone ground mustard that I'm going for. Not ah. like uh, El Torito level of spice. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely available. That Great. is that's actually the popular one. Uh, and then I will also take the very hottest one they have for El Torito. There is another one that's like, a, like I said, they have a jalapeno cheddar on the mustard side. Uh, there, There is one there that it doesn't go quite like super hot because the hot on a pretzel, not necessarily. But there's there's a couple. There's one mustard that they give you that has a, a bit of a like a pepper kick. Good kick. OK. Yeah. So I'll grab that. Uh, uh, do you think uh, Uno would want any types of sauces? I feel as if she would not eat anything from this vendor on principle. Uh, that is a very good point. All right, uh, let's make our way back and let them know about the kiln explosion. Uh, and you return over to where El Torito has chosen their spice level, and uh, the lady behind the counter is starting to put together your order. And so she's going to say, you know, I imagine you get this a lot. Tell me about this place. This is my first time here. This is all our first time here, actually, I think. And I've done a lot of business coming out of here, a lot of import. But uh, what? As someone who is uh, ostensibly from here, what's your over-under on what the tourists actually do versus what you think people should be doing when they come here? Oh, interesting question. I like that. I don't usually get that from the tourists. The tourists, I will say, usually are are here to buy the, the wares down the way. And she points down to where you can see some of the more permanent buildings. I mean, obviously people come here for a lot of the pottery that is is here. So I feel like a lot of the tourists that come, it's more of a an expedition to go looking for gifts, that kind of thing. Occasionally we get people who come on in because there's an event happening at the palace. There's certainly an absolutely amazing opera house in the palace grounds that puts on about once a month a couple of performances. Uh, you, and you know, the 
Ma'am, I am not dressed for opera. Oh, their dress code is pretty lax. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think they have a performance starting up until next week. But if you come back next week, I know that they they do like a 3-4 performance set. But we do get an influx of that. And she thinks for a very long moment, and this is kind of when, at this point, Thaviyap and and, and Zephalen walk on up. And so you hear the end of this. So besides the pottery, I think there's a couple people who, on general, they come thinking that they can go into the the old city, go, you know, basically go diving for stuff. You know, people think that they can be those kind of adventuring types, go down there and go looking for things. It never goes well. Yeah, that sounds a little, I mean, desecrating, but... I mean, since we, I mean, we are, I will not lie, we, like, the majority are here for the pottery. Here's my other question for you. I know there's going to be a lot of really popular potters. Who is overblown and who is actually worth the money? Roll a persuasion check. Is there any way that El Torito can help with that? El Torito can order, like, all of, oh, there we go, 26, finally. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. I'll say you're helping by, yeah, ordering ordering chicken on a stick. And making are... yummy noises. <laughs> At this point, uh, El Torito has Wolverine claws of chicken satays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 26, she leans towards you just, uh, just a little bit, not conspiratorially, but just like keeping her voice just a tiny bit lower. And she says, listen, in general, you're going to find a lot of the potters here come in like three varieties. There are the individuals who are making their own thing that those are the those are the really high quality things, but those are very hard to find. You're going to find modest houses of, you know, they're making a specific thing and they're making on a scale that you'll probably find in some of the shops here that are going to be absolutely wonderful. But once you get to a a real big size, once you become the kind of size kiln where you're exporting your stuff, then it just comes commercialized. Not that good. Quality goes down. The, the quality is fine, but the, the specialness that you should be able to get out of something from the kiln district, at that point, it's, it's just a plate. Mm. Yeah, then it's like, why'd you come here if, they're gonna, if you're going to buy a plate everybody else is going to get? Exactly. Last question. You got a favorite of the top two. You got a favorite house. You got a favorite individual artist. Um, does she have a favorite? That is an excellent question. I don't have a favorite actual artist. Mostly because I haven't been able to afford some of the, the really nice stuff. Some of the, Ooh, the individuals. Who would you buy if you could buy? Well, unfortunately, the person I would buy from and she stops. Those are not available anymore. Oh, goodness, what happened? Oh, there was, I think the official term was an accident. Ooh, when the official term's an accident, you know, that means the unofficial term is what actually happened. Well, I I don't know if they actually know what happened, which is why they're calling it an accident, but it's one of those in where they called it an accident, but they didn't say what the accident was. There was a, an explosion a couple months ago. Very tragic, and several people died. And they've been able to rebuild, but that was it was in the section of the kiln district where a lot of those individual, very specialized potters were. And if I could have gotten 
stuff, if I had the money to commission something, uh, I'd love to get have gotten one of those teacup sets for my daughter for her wedding. That would have been real nice. The place I got was was ended up being lovely. You know, don't get me wrong; she had a, a wonderful set to take with her after you know when they got married and everything. But yeah, well, you know, m- Mazel Tov on your daughter's wedding. Thank you. Thank How you. recent? About a month ago. Ah, oh, well then, cheers to that. Now, who was it? If it is not too intrusive, may I ask who this Potter was? Well, there were two or three. Hmm. That were killed. And she looks real reticent for a moment. And she's going to take a big bread of pretzel. She's going to go, she's like, oh, may I also ask, can I buy just some of your peanut sauce? Oh, absolutely. She reaches down and she pulls out a jar, like a mason jar, like a, you know, I've been making at home and here, mason jar full of stuff. And she puts it down and she says, I don't have anything smaller than that. But I'll sell that to you for two silver because I got to replace the jar. And you can see that she's like processing at the same time. What's your passive insight? Actually, what's everybody's passive insight since you're all there? 13. 16. 13. Nine. Okay. <laughs> El Torito. He's cute. Your passive insight <laughs> is focused on this chicken on a stick. The, the three of you, the rest of you, the calculations, you can tell that she is, she's weighing out pros and cons. And you think that it's not that she doesn't want to talk about what has been asked. It's that it's like it feels like gossip to her. It feels like a disrespectful thing since, you know, it happened a little while ago. And you've gathered now from enough of the conversation that she doesn't know any of these people personally. It's like... You know, how much of this is just us having a conversation and me giving you some information about the area and news that has happened and how much of this actually moves over to gossip? Uh, and as she she puts the jar out and kind of absentmindedly talks about the two silver and she says, well, I know there were three different potters specifically uh, who were unfortunately caught up and killed in the accident. But yeah, I believe their their names are on record. You can you can find them there. They're while the official the official reason for the explosion was an accident, um, nothing was hidden about it as far as I know. Okay. I just you know, something like that. If you are gonna splurge, you don't wanna step in it. Don't really wanna step in it if we are gonna pool our money and try to splurge on anything and then I mean admittedly that would be bad. All that is to say, knowing that there were some individuals who took a hit, perhaps it would be better to tiptoe there. Is there, you were mentioning the, the, the kind of houses, is there one that you think is worth investing in? Oh, as far as at the Kiln District? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, well, it depends on how much you're looking to get. But like I said, look look for like the, the middle ground, the, the kilns that are... 20 30 people strong once you get bigger than that that's that's but any of the ones over there that are about that size or smaller that's where you're gonna find a personalized touch oh i do like personalized touch now and you don't have to answer this because i understand it's your community and you really you know is there anyone we should avoid she thinks for a long minute and says and then that she leans in real close on and she says, 
Yeah, be real careful of the the fish vendor down the way. He stays open way later than he should. Like, I can always reheat this chicken, but once the fish has been out for a while... Yeah, bad guests and fish. No, no, don't get... don't. He's the oh, only oh, one there, and so... Oh, what's this about the fish vendor? We're not eating fish while we're here, darling. Okay. Enjoy right, the chicken. Just, just don't get... Just don't get... Mm. But you did not hear that from me. And oh, she pushes gosh, no. the jar towards you. Of course not. Um, and then all the all the potters, though, it really is only fish and bad guests we're avoiding here. Everybody else, from a from a potter standpoint, don't got to worry about nothing. I can't say that I know enough personally to be able to help with that. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Honestly, it's. I imagine anything we get here is generally gonna be good and. It's one thing to get a piece of pottery that you're not as fond of. It's quite another thing to um, get better acquainted with a different type of porcelain. And she says, how much do I owe you for everything? She kind of looks over everything and then and looks over how much El Torito has been eating and says, um, two and a half silver. Perfect. And she's going to slide it over and she's going to be like, all right, no fish and houses under 20. Thank you so much. Maybe we'll see you if we're on our way out tomorrow. I'll be right here. Um, and I guess we're going to turn and start heading towards pottery. A side note, can we talk about how peanut sauce is the best sauce? It's so good. It's so good. for it's so extra good. peanut sauce from a, from a restaurant is like the, ball, the most baller move you can go. Because it's always better. I've tried so many jarred and canned peanut sauces. And so far, none of them compare. Nope. We had Thai the other night and I'm like, ah, peanut sauce. So yeah, you, you step away from this vendor and kind of back out into the main street where uh, you can chat a little bit in relative privacy. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Jesse Florence, Forrest, a.k.a. StabbyQuest, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.